Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we take 30 minutes, go over the real estate market and some of this stuff. Today, it's going to be the business of real estate. How do things work? Who gets paid what? You're going to hear a lot of information from realtors if you're selling a house, so you need to know um, how this whole system works, how brokerages work, how agents work, how teams work. So let's go right to it. Let me start, stop yapping and bring you on to, uh, to what it looks like. Okay, so first of all, we do, have, we do have an announcement today. I mean, I think yesterday they came out with that Samson Properties was the number one broker in Northern uh, Virginia, which is pretty good and being their number one team, I would say that's pretty good. Number one team and the number one office in Northern Virginia. So credit to Danny um, and Donnie and Sarah for um, getting up to the a threshold of 5,000 agents at Samson Property. So let's, let's find out how the business of real estate works and where this all fits in. So here are the companies, and you have companies that you've heard of for quite a while, Long & Foster, Cowell Banker, Weicker. These are institutional companies that have been here for years and years. Back in the you know early 80s when I started in 81, they were all still there. Weicker was known as Mount Vernon at the time, then Jim Weicker bought them. So these are institutional companies. Agents usually start there. They get educated there. And the way their model works is the agent, when they get commissions, split the commissions with the broker. So let's say when a, a home sells, there is a, um, uh, a selling broker and a listing broker. So when an agent, when an agent lists a house, okay, they get a percentage of the commission. Let's say a 6% commission the agent gets 3%, the listing company gets, uh, the selling company gets 3%, okay? So they take that 3% and they split it with their broker, the broker gets some and the agent gets some, all right? And that's the institutional way that, that um, you know, real estate has been going on. Now, 6% commission is pretty much the agents, ever since the time that they start with any companies, are taught that you are worth a 6% commission. Okay. It's drilled into their head. I don't blame them. I get it. They're drilled in because in order for the companies to make money, yeah, you need, you need a little more commission. Okay. Now Keller Williams comes along and Keller Williams says, if you come to work for us and you bring somebody in, you get a percentage of what they do. And if they bring someone in, you get a percentage of what both of them do. So they started a multi-level kind of Amway deal where, you know, the top agents or teams would come to Keller Williams, they have training and everybody gets a little piece, okay? So you get a piece of money for something you didn't do, somebody else did. Now, very attractive for the agent, really bad for the seller because who's paying that money to all those agents? It's the commissions, who's paying the commissions? The seller, okay? So a lot of agents left Long and Foster and Cole Banker and they went with Keller Williams. Now Compass comes along, okay? Compass, Compass is, uh, I think went public in about 2017. And their business model is, hey agents, we'll give you $150,000 to come work for us, but you have to give us a percentage of your commission as you go along for the next number of years. So basically, those are 6% commission realtors and a percentage of their income or a percentage of the commission 
paid by the seller goes to Compass to repay the loan, okay? So in comes Samson Properties and, and Danny probably about six or seven years ago changed his model to say, I'll give the agents 100% of their commission. They can have it all. I don't want any of it. But we do own a mortgage company. We do own a settlement title company. They're very good. Please use them whenever you can. We would appreciate it. And they are very good. And yes, we do use them. So, so the model works very well in that they're not taking any commissions, which are paid by the seller. So the seller pays Samson Properties zero money. Okay. So, so agents have to decide, am I working for Long and Foster, Weicker, Coldwell Banker, the institution? Am I going for Keller Williams, where I get a piece of everybody I bring in? Am I going to take the money from Compass, if offered, and go to work for Compass, and then I owe them a percentage of what I do? Now, 6% commission is just customary. I mean, that's kind of what is ingrained in them to, to go after. So now we have agents. And again, an agent can come in and say, okay, I'm going to pay a percentage of the commission to Long and Foster, my broker, because of their name. So that first group, they're basically paying because of the name. I'm a Cobalt banker. Their phones ring. I'm an institutional realtor. So people trust that, and that has value. So when you list with Cobalt banker, Cobalt banker gets a piece of that money. Now, the problems I'm talking about this is that you got to remember is that Long and Foster, Cobalt banker, Weicker. Keller Williams, Compass, Samson Properties, none of them are going to do anything to help sell your house. The relationship in real estate is between the agent and the broker. The brokers are there to support the agents, not the sellers. They're there to support the agents. Trust me. No matter how much technology they offer or training they offer, they all say they have the same. It is what it is, right? I'm either going to pay 20 or 30% at Cobalt Banker. I'm going to pay 20% at Compass. I mean, at uh, Keller Williams, I'm going to, you know, whatever. So Danny at Samson, by offering these agents 100% of their commission, has attracted 5,000 agents in the last however many years. So, and now it turns out they're number one in Northern Virginia, number one in Prince William, number one Loud, number, you know, if you look at their, um, the announcements they made yesterday, it was, it was pretty impressive. But again, Samson Properties, that is just good for the agents. That's got nothing to do, you know, the fact that Samson Properties is number one in Northern Virginia has absolutely nothing to do with the sale of somebody's house. So all the, all the sellers should be concerned about is where in the heck is my money going? Now, do I want to, if I'm gonna pay a commission, do I want a portion of that commission going to real estate companies? The answer is absolutely not. Why? It's a waste of money. The money is not going to help you sell that house at all. Okay. It just gives the agents credibility and whatever the, and I don't mean to say this in a bad way. Don't, don't take this wrong. The shtick is what is the, what is the benefit? And of course, you know, Compass will say, well, you know, we've got high tech and high tech. That's baloney. I've seen the, the documents. It's, you know, they can create this high tech illusion, but really, it is the agent themselves to come up with a pricing strategy and a marketing plan that they've developed, not what the company's developed. If you're relying on the company to price your home, you better, you better get another agent, right? So it's the agents that are the ones that sell homes. 
Each one develops a pricing strategy. Each one develops a marketing plan. Each one develops a strategy of are they, what are they going to do during coming soon? How are they going to handle contracts? How are they going to, uh, what are they going to allow? Are they going to allow escalation clauses? How do they negotiate? So, so the agents are responsible for selling houses. You want the money, all of it, to stay with the agents. So in that case, the Samson Properties model, not because he's my brother, but leaves 100% of that money in the hands of the agents so they can determine what they're going to do with it, right? So, so that's the way the agents and the companies work uh, together. Now, because successful agents that have a good pricing strategy, that have a good marketing plan, that have a good predictive analysis, that, that sell a lot of houses, or they've just been in the business for a long time and advertise have good name recognition, they have to make a decision. Are they going to form a team or are they going to form um, just stay as individuals? Or are they going to be a you know, large team? So there's large teams, there's small teams. So let's explain how this works. So an individual agent, okay, they get business and they're out there listing and putting them on the market and going to the next one, listing, put them on the market. And, you know, it's just too much. Each listing requires at least to do it right, at least 100 to 150 touch points for a realtor, not an assistant, a realtor, a top producing realtor. So in my opinion, and I didn't want to be a team. I don't want to be a team. I still don't want to be a team. But I have to be a team. I need to be a team. And I'll tell you why. The individual agents that you see may have 50, 70 million dollars worth of unsold real estate. Now that's 2019. It's different, a little different now because things are selling a little more briskly. But when the market is normal, they could have 50 to 70 million dollars worth of unsold real estate. Last year, one of Long and Foster's top agents sold 70 million but at 120 million expire withdrawn, which means 120 million did not sell in the best seller's market of all time. And let me tell you, you can't handle the volume. I couldn't handle the volume. I couldn't do a service to any one of the sellers if I had to cover five or six listings. It'd be impossible. And they've got 50 million. So, so, you know, as I started to grow, I realized I don't want to pay assistance. I don't want to, work with other agents, but I needed to, and I had to. So I bring in Julie Hart, and this was 12 years ago. Julie's magnificent. She's an expert on social media. I couldn't find Facebook. You know, I, I don't know. I have no idea how she does what she does, how she uses Google ads, how she uses geofencing, how she targets people, how I say, Julie, I want to get all the buyers in McLean looking at $1.6 million houses, looking at this house. Got it. I don't know how she does it, but she does. So it's not like I wanted to hire people. I had to, I needed to, to provide the services that you need, right? So I want to just focus. So I want to, as a small team, wanted to just focus on making sure that everything was priced right. The marketing plan was set in place. We had all our protocols in place for contracts. We knew exactly what we were doing. So in comes Kelly, in comes Pat, in comes Colby, and we start forming our team, right? So, you know, I would do the pricing, I would do the marketing plan or small teams. So small teams in general, the small team, the principal 
can really be hands-on with every transaction and a professional uh, uh, top producing real estate agent that does 30 to $100 million is working with you in each deal. So that way I can just really focus on quality control. And that worked out fine. We did $130 million last year. We didn't even break a sweat. I mean, we had a, you know, based on the way that we do it, we only had three home inspections out of 90 sales. So, so our quality control was really essential to me. Now you have large teams, but if you want to be a large team, right? Uh, Sarah Reynolds, Jennifer Young, whoever you hear that are advertised on WNAL and, and uh, 106.7 or whatever. Those principles are good, but they recruit agents for a living and they um, are trying to expand their leads because if you have 60 agents or 80 agents that are working for you, you have to find leads for 80 agents to keep them happy, right? So my job is not to make not to keep, in my opinion, it's not to keep 60 or 80 agents happy. My job is to sell houses. That's all I'm focused on. When I go to, when I go to, um, uh, when I go to uh, seminars, all they talk about is how to recruit and how to get leads, lead generation systems. I don't care about lead generation systems. Small teams, so if you look in Old Town Alexandria, um, Patterson Group, the uh, Jennifer Wagner. In fact, there's, there's four really big small teams, and three of them are in Old Town Alexandria. Um, uh, Good uh, Goodhart, Sue Goodhart. So these are small teams, probably about six or eight people. Everyone in there are professionals. They're all good. They're all smart. The um, the uh, small team, uh, the leader, the the Casey Sampson, the Jennifer Wagner. They are in on every deal and the quality control is extremely high. I believe in small teams. I don't believe large teams can handle it because the quality control is out the window and an individual agent, there's no way they can handle that. So when you're looking at people coming in from larger companies, just understand that a percentage of the commission from the agent and you list with the company and the agent does the work, a percentage of this money is going to the companies. Now, five to $10,000 going to a company that's going to pay for nothing. Let's get, let's get back to, well, you know, but I can get them to sell a house for 5% commission or 5.5% commission. Would you, if you go out to dinner in a fine restaurant, would you look at the waiter and say, I'm only giving you a 5% tip tonight. So I don't care what you serve. I'm giving you a 5% tip tonight. Now, you're going to get cold soup and burnt steak, and you're not going to get good service. If you try and talk down an agent who's convinced in their mind that they're worth 6% and you go anything less, you're going to be treated like it. You're going to be treated like you're giving them a 5% tip. Now, in real estate, we have $100,000 at stake. The difference between, um, you know, the difference between uh, doing it right and doing it wrong is, you know, seven, eight percent of your sales price. So let's say you're a million dollar house. That's eighty thousand dollar difference. Right. So what you want is, and again, I'm not plugging Samson, you know, properties for anybody because this is not, you know, just because they're number one, they're not going to sell the seller's house. 
it's not taking any of our commission. Now, some of the agents that come to Samson, they'll still charge 6%, that's fine. That's their business. They've got their own clientele. They've got their own system. But let's not kid each other. Um, you know, they don't have to pay anybody up here, but that's that's their call. Some agents will say, well, I'd rather do half the business to get the same pay. Well, I'm a workaholic. I need to work. I mean, my wife, I'll drive her crazy. I am a workaholic. I need to work. I want to work. I want to keep it going. So we set our commissions at four and a half percent. Total commission, 2% to our team. Two and a half percent to the other agents. And I will say that right now, two and a half to the other agents, pretty consistent across all the markets. So two and a half to the selling agent, you know, which means that if they're charging 6%, that means they're getting three and a half points, three and a half percent. Steep, but it is what it is. So, so that's the way teams work. And that's the way individual agents work. And that's where the money goes. And that's what they're expecting. And I would say, you know, my, my only advice is don't try and negotiate commissions. It is what it is. That's what their battle plan is set up for. That's what their mind is set up for. That's what all their payouts are set up for. So it's really a function of six and a half or whatever. So, um, so that's the way that works. And again, you know, yesterday they announced, you know, number one in sales in Northern Virginia, and they had all this stuff. Great for us. Great for the agents, gives us a little more credibility that maybe, you know, Samson Properties is going to finally get some name recognition they deserve, but not going to help my sellers at all. What does help sellers is this. So let's look at this. So our team, you know, in, in a specific market that we have, you sell you know, 70, 80 houses in there at seven days average on the market. Now, all of the action goes in the first seven days. That's when everything happens. That's when prices are bumped 100,000, 150,000, 200, 250,000. That's when sellers get free trips to Naples or to Sonoma. That's when they remove home inspections and appraisal contingencies. So I'm telling you, if you start a dogfight for your house, that's when the stories start to happen. Highest prices, lowest contingencies. Now, as the rest of the market compared to these houses that we sell, the rest of the market is at 39%. Well, at 39 days, you're definitely doing home inspections and you're definitely gonna have an appraisal contingency. There's not multiple contracts coming in at 39 days. There are not multiple contracts coming in on the individual agents that are the real, so the top, let's say seven individual agents in my market, that's their average days on market is 69. And again, it follows suit with, you can't be an individual agent and try and service all of these sellers because if it is a hundred touch points per listing or 150, you have five listings, that's a lot of touch points. We're not just, we're not spring chickens anymore, by the way. And I'll tell you another thing. Let me say another deal about when you talk about teams and always look for, you know, maybe have a gray hair because they've seen it all and they've been around. But the young people are really, really critical to this whole, this whole deal. And I'll tell you why, because they bring these incredible ideas and concepts and social media. And, you know, they're really, 
really powerful the way that they help design houses and prepare homes because we're really, my sellers and I are 60s, 60, I'm 63, 60s, 70s, and 80s, but our buyers are 30s and 40s, and we need it to look like they want it. So when you see uh, a team come in, you should have an older, more mature, experienced agent with a younger agent who is replicating the buyer, and they are powerful. I will walk out of the house and go, that looks fine to me. And Morgan will say, absolutely not. Kelly's like, absolutely not. We're not doing it. This is what we have to do. And they will be forceful for sellers. And when they're done, it's it's true. They're right. They were right. We were wrong. That's fine. It looks great. So the young people come in and bring that new technology, new style, new feel, always questioning everything, very educated, very professional. So not only, you know, this number is not just me, that's, that's our whole team and all the things that they've put together. So here's the proof that that works is, you know, our average sale is 128% of assessment. So everyone has an assessed value and homes sell at a percentage of the assessed value. And the average is 121 and our sales are 128. So right there, it's, you know, you're 7% higher than the rest of the market. Now my top 50 sales, are 133%. So if you're in my top 50, you're at 133%, which is, you know, 12 points higher than the rest of the market. And if you look at those top agents that I track, 119% of the assessment is what they're getting. So, so their days on market is higher. The percentage of assessment is lower. Um, you know, I have all the due respect for everybody's opinions, but I'm a numbers guy. I'm a football coach. I numbers matter to me. Numbers matter. So, so that's a look at the real estate. Uh, that's a look at the real estate market. Let me just click off here just one sec. I gotta, I gotta get out of this so I can see you people and all your joy. Um, so, so that's a look at the real estate market and how the companies work, what they make what the agents make, what the relationship is between the agent and the, and the company, who you need to look for to help you sell that house. The company's not gonna help you, the agents are gonna help you. What is your marketing strategy or marketing plan? What is your pricing strategy? What is your contract strategy? How are you planning on getting buyers into my house? Interview the agents, do not cut commissions. They say six, that's the number, it's six. If they try and, Crunch it down, like giving a person, if you try to crunch them down, it's like giving a giving a waiter a 5% tip, not good. Would you go to the dentist? You know, I had to go to the dentist. I don't negotiate with those people, you know? Hey, you say $250 a cavity, it's $250 a cavity. I'm not gonna talk you down because the first thing you're gonna throw out is the Novocaine, right? If I get you down to 125, you're gonna throw out the Novocaine. I'm gonna have no nurse, no Novocaine, and you're gonna start drilling on me, and I don't want that. Paying your price, that's the price, that's the price. So don't negotiate down. Look at the agents, look at the commissions. If you feel that it's worth an extra 20, 15 or $20,000 for one agent over the other, then hire them. But if you don't, certainly don't throw away 15 to $20,000. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. And I will say that um, 
you know, Keller Williams pushed more of the team concept. Um, and I am in agreement with the team concept um, in that Kelly dragged me kicking and screaming into forming my team. And I just didn't want to have a team. I, I, I just don't want to have a team. I don't want to be responsible for other people, but you need them. In order for us to afford Julie, I need five badass agents. Now I have six. So I haven't put on anyone in about five years. So anyways, when you're in your market area, look for the small teams where you're meeting with and talking to the principal who is setting pricing strategy, doing marketing plans, setting the plan. And then who's the agent? You want to look at that agent, the alt agent, every bit as much as you look at the team leader, because do they really know what they're doing? Ask them questions, you know? They're going to be with you the whole time. Another thing about the individuals versus small teams, a lot of homes withdraw and then come to us after they withdraw and say, look, we were stuck in a contract with this agent for six months and couldn't get out. When you list your house, you have to sign a listing agreement and it's for a term and you need to find out, well, what happens if I'm not happy? Can I, can I withdraw from this contract? And some agents will say yes, and some agents will say no. Some agents will say, if you sign up with me, you're in for six months. I don't understand that, but you're in for six months. So you, you need to be careful when you're looking over that listing contract. You know, what are the terms of that listing contract? You don't want to be stuck with somebody for a long, a long period of time. Okay. So, so find the small teams, work with the, work with the, um, the agents, uh, with the team leader, work with the smaller agents, make sure that you got references and make sure they've got a great track record. And that will keep you, you know, let, let's just, let me just say this. Um, and I'm not just talking to hear myself talk. Um, in one transaction we just had, um, it saved the seller $26,000 on commissions. And our average sale is 80,000 more than the market for his type house. So, I mean, that's $105,000, $106,000. So it is worth, the decision I've just discussed is worth $106,000, it's a hundred thousand bucks. I mean, this is real estate. If you, if you undercut the waiter, you get a bad steak. If you undercut the realtor, it's a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so anyways, hopefully that, that enlightens you on how the real estate market works. Um, next week, we're going to have a very important coffee with Casey. And I'm going to talk about parents partnering with their kids to buy houses. The prices go up. They're not coming back down. I just, you know, again, things can happen. Even with interest rates up and, and more inventory on, I don't see them coming back down because of the type people that are coming into our market. These are not government jobs. These are high tech jobs. High tech jobs pay more than government jobs. So these are not, you know, government contractors. These are some big money people coming into town. Amazon's in town, Apple's in town, Microsoft is in town. You, you name them, they're here, right? So Facebook is in town. So, I mean, they're all coming to town. They all wanna be around these big airports. These uh, massive roads that are going in are not going in for, for nothing. They're, they're here for a reason. And so the area is gonna to continue to grow, but parents need to help their kids get in before prices get out of control. You know, I, I hear the word priced out of the market. That's scary. 
because it's not getting any it's not going to get any better right so i'm going to work with parents and, and their kids on how they can work as partners to purchase real estate moving forward so if you're an adult and you would be a parent wanting to help your kid then call the kid and say i know you don't want to watch facebook but watch next week's facebook live with casey and uh, coffee with casey and we're going to go over how parents and their kids can get together to participate in this real estate market. While interest rates are relatively low, and I know this sounds weird, but prices could be relatively low too, okay? My name is Casey Sampson. This is Coffee with Casey. You can reach me at 703-508-2535, or you can email me at casey at caseysampson.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week.